Welcome back to the Untitled Sports Podcast. In this podcast, we can finally call ourselves an NFL Draft Podcast. We've been talking about the draft for a couple months now, and tomorrow the real deal is actually going to happen. The talking will be over. The buzz will be over. The evaluations will be over. And we are excited to talk about the draft. And we're going to be walking through the first round, uh, what we think is going to happen, the things that we think might happen, and uh, really just excited to talk about something that is finally, finally so close. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because, like, we haven't seen football in, you know, four months. So nothing's changed. Well, I mean, other than the combine, but nothing has really changed since – you know, December, January till now, but yet mock drafts and projections have changed dramatically over the course of these four months. Um, and it's, it's fun to finally be here. I mean, it happens every year um, that the, that the draft is like this. There's so much speculation, uh, but it's been a while since the top five was so, so ridiculous. Like we have literally no idea who's going where and what order it's happening in. Um, so you know, I guess we should just dive right in, you know, uh, the Jags at one. I mean, the big talk these past couple days, I mean, literally days, it's been months and months of, uh, you know, mock sending Aiden Hutchinson to uh, the Jaguars. And all of a sudden, uh, word has came out from inside of the Jags organization, which could be smoke, but bait and well, betting lines reflected as well is that uh, Trevon Walker is the favorite for the Jags. Um, and, um, a lot of people don't even have him as, uh, the number one overall defensive end. They have, you know, Hutchinson one, and most people have Kip Thibodeau two, then Trayvon Walker, but the Jags apparently love his athleticism and, uh, it looks like that's the way they're leaning. So what are your thoughts on all this commotion and shakeup with the number one overall pick? So we talked about it before we hit record here, and, uh, I'd love for you to kind of explain to me, you know, why and how. Trayvon Walker number one overall pick happens in the course of a, a multi-month period where there's no football being played there's no new tape yeah. to go over um what I'm you know interested in here is that you know we're so used to in the last few years these smoke screens in the draft about you know a team is leaning one way but they're actually gonna lean another like I believe this. The Jags have the number one overall pick. You Why know, if they, they, if they were yeah. picking further down, it would make sense for them to maybe say one name and actually go for another. But I have to believe that this is what they're going to do because there's no reason Why they to would have it. a smoke screen. Yeah, it's it's true. Unless um, they really hate the Texans. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, and I don't, I really don't think Vegas lies very often. It's, when you're looking at betting odds, especially the day like the day before, like we're at right now, you can get a pretty good idea of where where a lot of these players are are going to go, um, you know, based on their props. And um, I mean, Trayvon Walker's prop is one and a half, and he's like minus two twenty five, something like that. I have to double check right now, but um, that is like for sure. I mean, Vegas is very very confident that that he's the number one overall pick, and um, you know, not that I agree with it, but I kind of have a theory um, and I guess I can walk you guys through it right now. So basically, when teams are assessing players like they obviously need to watch all the tape and, you know, develop their own opinion on why we should take a player over a different player. And I think what happened for the Jags is they looked at Trayvon Walker's, uh, you know, production relative to the other players on the Georgia defense and in this, you know, in this past year, Georgia's defense was, was, was playing at a historical rate, but all the players had low production. Like every single player on that team on that defense has low production. And I think it's because every single player was great. And like the whole defense as a whole was so good that everybody kind of shared a little piece of the pie, but nobody really excelled. So I think what ended up happening is like, you know, say on any given snap, Trevon Walker might've, uh, was rushing the passer and say if he didn't win in the first second or two of the snap, somebody else on that line would have won and they would have gotten the sack. 
But, you know, he basically has to be perfect to then pad his stats, whereas somebody like Aiden Hutchinson is the cornerstone for that defense. And he's really getting all the numbers because he's it, it hinges on him to win at every snap. So um, I think that's kind of what happened, maybe. And they looked at the tape and they convinced themselves that, you know, hey, in a vacuum, put these players side by side. Um, and we think that Trayvon Walker is the better player. And, and, you know, maybe that's the way they're leaning. He is better in terms of his athleticism. Um, I just personally think it's a safer pick to go with Hutchinson. Uh, I think he's put it on tape more often than not. So uh, that's where I lean. But I think if there's any way that I could describe why the Jags went the way that they did, I think that's the kind of maybe what happened. Maybe they had those, those scouts go through every single play that he took and, and compared it with every single play that Hutchinson had, and they found maybe that Trayvon Walker, for them, is a better player. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I like this pick for the Jags just because I feel like this is more of a fit for them, and I could never really visualize Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan man, going down to Jacksonville. It just was, it didn't feel right to me. And um, – the Lions at number two, getting being able to select who is probably the number one player on their big board, I think is is fantastic. Um, yeah, I am a little worried here because I just have a feeling we're going to be comparing Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau throughout their entire careers and i just have a feeling and trayvon walker i feel like you know all three of them all three of them are going to be that's that's true the conversation's been hutchinson versus thibodeau for so long that i kind of forgot trayvon walker even plays the same position but um i feel like Kayvon thibodeau is going to be a better pro over aiden hutchinson i'm not sure about trayvon walker but i think in just the comparison of those two, okay, if Jacksonville is going to get the guy that they want, it comes down to the Lions where they have their pick. And um, I think from a culture fit, I think Hutchinson is a perfect pit fit for this Lions organization, rebuilding and trying to rebrand. You know, he can he's instantly the face of the franchise, um, which is very exciting. And it's just going to create a lot of excitement in Metro Detroit and Ann Arbor and just pretty much everywhere between the university of Michigan and Ford field. Um, yeah, but kind of connecting the dots between yeah. Ann Arbor and Detroit, which kind of didn't really have a whole lot of synergy. Yeah. I yeah. think now they kind of will. Yeah. And, and I would say this too, I am more interested in the lions second pick in the first round than the first one than this number two overall pick because yeah I think there's really I think it's going to be Hutchinson I'd be very surprised if it's not and the real intrigue to me comes at 32 with okay you got this guy who was probably very high on your board if not the number one what are you going to do to fill those other holes with this draft capital that you've accumulated? So, right. yeah. And um, that pick at the end of the first round, even though it's at 32, it's still very important because you get the fifth year option. So uh, there's a lot of leverage involved with that pick. Uh, people like to trade up into the first round to get that spot just because they get the fifth year option that happened with Lamar Jackson, when the Ravens traded up into the first and picked him at the end of the first round. Um, not, not saying that the Lions should trade the pick, but even if they stay, that pick is important for that reason. So um, gives you a little bit more versatility there. But um, I mean, as of right now, as we're recording, uh, Trayvon Walker is now minus 300 to go number one. Aiden Hutchinson is plus 300. And that, that just tells me that, you know, Vegas is extremely confident that that's likely what's going to happen here. Um, and um, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, not that this doesn't really happen every year because there's always that quarterback that you kind of know okay this guy's going one and it's it's been it's been all over the place so um but I think we have it kind of nailed down now that we think okay Trayvon Walker one Hutchinson two so let's move on to number three and I think this is where stuff starts to get really confusing um you know the Texans at three could go in really any direction here um 
they need help at almost every position. And we've covered them on uh, the NFC, the AFC South episode. But um, if you're the Texans here, are you looking to, you know, build the offensive line? There's a lot of good offensive tackle prospects in the top 10 uh, between Neil Cross and Ike Aquanu. Uh, so where do you think they go? Do you think they go offensive line? Do you think they look elsewhere? Um, they kind of have their, their pick here. I would really like to see them take Kayvon Thibodeau because, like I said, I think that Houston needs a new face. And I think Thibodeau is ready to – I think he's ready for his close-up. And I think whatever team drafts him, they will he, – he can, he can be that new face for them. And I think if you're the Texans, you're going to look really hard at him here. Maybe you go with a tackle – but I would, I would just, I would take Thibodeau off the board here if I'm the Texans, and I wouldn't let him uh, slide. Um, obviously, you'd like to reinforce the offensive line, but let's be real here. We don't think Davis Mills is the answer per se, and it sounds kind of messed up to say this, but if you don't really have an answer at quarterback, maybe you don't really need to invest in the offensive line. Sorry, Davis Mills, but. Maybe there are some other areas of the team that could be reinforced and maybe you play for that quarterback um, in next year's draft. Yeah. I mean, they have, um, they have Laramie Tunsil still there. Uh, so if they do go Evan Neal or whoever at three in terms of the offensive line, that's going to be your right tackle. Um, and you, like you said, you know, there's really nobody you're protecting. Uh, there's not a whole lot of receivers you're trying to protect to have them get open. Like it's just their offense needs so much that uh, a premium pick at three could be best used for uh, somebody like a Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, so I, I've, I've really liked uh, Ari Mirov's mock draft from PFF. He's the, my sports update guy on Twitter. Um, and um, he has the Texans taking Evan Neal at three, which I could see, but I think my guy would be Thibodeau as well yeah, because um, he would be a game changer for them. Yeah. And you got to remember here, the Texans have another pick in the first round from yep. it, from the Deshaun Watson trade that they didn't have, you know, a month ago or so ago. So there's another pick at a prime location where some of these offensive tackles are going to still be on the board. But I would say, the the mo the best player available is going to be Thibodeau. So I would stash him at three and then you're gonna you're gonna get one of those one of those tackles is still gonna be on the board at 13. And I would I, that's that would be my play. Yep, hundred percent. Um so let's move on to to four and uh here we got the Jets. Um the Jets have a lot going on and they made a ton of big moves this off season. They also have a lot of draft capital with four and 10. Um, so um, where do you think they go here? I mean, they kind of, they're they kind of solidified their offensive line. So they don't really need to go O-line. Um, and if the Texans go Thibodeau at three, where do you think they go here? I mean, a lot of people are thinking maybe cornerback sauce or Stingley um, kind of up in the air. I would love I would love both of those picks. I think again, the the more talented pieces are on the defensive side of the ball. And when you have that other pick to play with later, you just take the best player available here. So I would I would love either of those uh cornerbacks or uh yeah, they're both corners. I'd love both of those guys in uh in New York. Obviously, if Thibodeau's there, take him. Uh I don't think Offensive line would be a, a fit here. I think it's too high for a receiver at four. So, and the Jets are still going to have their pick of a receiver at ten. So, right. I I would grab best available defensive player at four and see how the draft continues to shake out, and probably draft the best player available on offense at ten. Yeah. Um, in terms of the conversation between Stingley and and Sauce. Um, where would you go? I'm, I'm leaning more towards sauce. Um, I can see where people think the upside for Stingley might be higher. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think there's more upside with Stingley. Um, he's been out of the spotlight for so long because he hasn't played, but I think he's going to be a great pro. 
and I would I would take him over Sauce, um, absolutely, just because I think there's there's more potential there with Stingley with what he showed in his young career um, versus versus Sauce. What what year is Sauce? Is he he's he's a junior or a senior? Um, I believe. Um, let me double check here. Um, he's 21. He was born in 2000. So I think he was a junior just by his age. Um, I, I think, I think you got to go one of the two. I would prefer sauce. I think there's more, I think there's better tape, uh, and more recent, more recent tape from sauce. I mean, sure. um, I think it's a safer pick. Maybe, maybe Stingley ends up better, but I think you got to nail it. And I think you can't go wrong with sauce floor is definitely higher. Um, and the thing about going cornerback for the jets here is like, Think about who the Jets are going to be playing. Like, you got Mac Jones yeah. with the Patriots. You got high flying offense with the Bills, and you have Tyreek Hill and company down in South Beach. So, um, you got to have your cornerback that can match up and play on the back end. And uh, this could be their, you know, this could be their trap card for the future to kind of counteract some of those good offenses in the AFC. So. Um, Definitely think that's the pick. So I'm pretty much good for whoever. Um, I'm going to pencil in sauce for now. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm keeping track of who we're picking just so we don't say the same player twice. So oh, okay. Let's go to the Giants at five. Uh, Giants have five and seven. All, a lot of teams, this is a big thing in this draft. A lot of teams have multiple picks in the first round. So, um, you know, Giants have some holes to fill too. Where do you think they go at five? I think we're going to see the first offensive tackle off the board here. Um, I am very, I'm much more interested in the Jets in this draft because of the potential for Zach Wilson to still be good. I think Daniel Jones is not the guy. So I think that makes, you know, the Giants picks in this draft less exciting because unless he just catches fire this year like the ceiling of the Giants is going to be Daniel Jones. So I just think as a whole, it's harder to get excited about the what this team could be in the short term. But um, I think it makes sense to get a tackle off the board here and two picks later, grab that defensive guy. Um, yep. What, whatever cornerback is available. But um, in, in our, if we're, if we're doing a mock draft here, if we're just, if we're rolling with it, uh, I guess it depends on which guy they think is the best. If it's uh, if it's Icky or if it's Evan Neal, um, I would take the best tackle available here. So, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be Neal just because uh, I, it seems like he's the safest bet. Um, and we've seen Alabama tackles do well in the NFL, and it just seems like um, he's going to be the first one off the board. So, if I had to take a pick, I'd say probably Neal here. Okay. Um, and then I think we're going to, we're going to come right back around with the next pick talking about the Panthers. Um, and I think we see another offensive tackle right afterwards. I think he could go back to back. Um, so I, I like that. I, I just, I don't think you're going to see a quarterback off the board at six. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, me either. And if they do, you know, who makes sense here is if they go quarterback, uh, it would probably have to be Malik Willis, if anybody. Yeah, I feel like I, I really don't want to talk about the quarterbacks in this draft. Ugh. They're going to have to go eventually, and it's just a yeah. matter of when and who they go to. Um, yeah, um, we do. We do need to pull up our pick six so that we can kind of lock in our uh, rankings before this draft. Um, so we'll, we'll review that at the uh We'll go over that at the end of the podcast, just so we have on record um, what what our uh, September selves thought was going to happen in the draft. But um, yeah, Carolina is interesting to me. I think a tackle would be the best bet here, just because there's I don't think there's any value at quarterback there. So um, maybe maybe honestly, this is I, I don't think this is a bad pick. You know, Icky is is sliding. He was um, went to NC State. Panthers yeah. keep it in state. I think keep that's a great, I think that's a great pick. Keep them home. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be I think that would be the guy here for them. 
um, they're staying on the offensive line. Uh, they just, they, they really need to rebuild this offensive line and um, they're going to have to do it now because um, even if they draft a quarterback, he's going to be running for his life. And um, it's just something they have to attack right now. So I'm, I'm on board with you there. I think, I think Icky would be the pick. So let's move to seven with the giants. Um, I think this is here, you know, where, like you said, they might go cornerback. And I think the one you'd have to go is, is Derek Stingley. Yep. I, I agree with that as well. Um, what do you think about the giants? Like what are the giants? Like, the Giants are a team with no identity. Yeah. And um, it's kind of the same problem that the Jets have as well, where they have made a lot of moves, but they just don't really have a game plan um, and yeah. not really confident in their guy. Um, but there's nobody here in this draft that, that they're going to be willing to, to roll the dice on. And um, they got a new offensive coordinator. Um or they got a new head coach, Brian Dabble from, from the bills. So um, they might believe in Daniel Jones for a year, but I don't think it's going to last very long. So I could see, you know, next year or the year after being the year that they kind of go after a quarterback. But I think now is when you have to start, um, you know, building the roster with some superstar players, because if you think about the giants, like who comes to mind, is it Saquon? Because Saquon is about yeah. three years remained for, yeah. for, from a good year. I feel like it's got to be Saquon and obviously like we're talking about reinforcing the offensive line for the purpose of, you know, Daniel Jones and his development. But I think, you know, the off the offensive line has to be a consideration for Saquon too, because he is probably the most recognizable player on that team. So, you know, build around him. Um, yeah, that's that's why the pick for, you know, Evan Neal at five is good. Right. You know, yeah. you got to get that. You got to get that offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say at, with the second pick, again, best defensive player available. I agree with that. Um, so, so in this sense, who in this case, who is that at seven? I think it's Derek Stingley. OK, um, that's where I would, that's where I would go. I think he would look actually fantastic in that blue. Um, and so I'd like to see that happen. So, um, and the thing is, is we're about to get to the next pick. I, it, I feel like uh, there's a scenario if the giants don't take Stingley at seven, um, I think Atlanta's going to be sitting pretty at eight and they're going to take him there and pair him with uh, uh, AJ Terrell and have a actually very solid secondary. So I would really um, like that. Moving to the Falcons at eight, um, I feel like they're very quarterback hungry right now. Um, yes. They they were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Uh, they didn't get them. I think that was their plan. I think they swung and missed. I saw a report today that they're like heavily considering trading um, for Jordan Love. Um, I don't really know how much that's how true that is, but I think, I just think they're in the market for a quarterback. And I feel like if, if a quarterback like Malik Willis is going to go in the first round, I think I could see him landing at eight with the Falcons. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I think there's been a lot of picks where the Falcons take the first receiver off the board. Um, yeah, and it, it I, I don't, sense for I don't, I don't really get that if you don't believe you have the quarterback in the building. I just I understand like getting a good receiver is is fantastic and like there you can there's always going to be a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson in the draft but I, I I don't really know if I like bringing in a talent like a Garrett Wilson or a Drake London you know if your guy isn't under center that you want if like would you rather have Marcus Mariota throwing to Garrett Wilson or literally like anybody else i guess right no so. i i agree i think it's um i think it's a little too high for them to go wide receiver and but and that's that's strange for me to say because i feel like 10 isn't too high i just feel like eight is too high um and like you said you know they don't have anybody that can that can throw to them um, but they are known for these for these you know these receivers high in the first round uh, we've seen it from them before 
And um, if they were to go anywhere with their first pick, I feel like it would be Jamison Williams because they seem to love Alabama players so much. Um, that's true. I don't necessarily think that's – but the thing is, is Jamison Williams isn't number eight overall material either. So um, I'm not really sure what they're going to do here. I mean, I, I don't mind them going Malik Willis. Um, I feel like Kyle Hamilton could be interesting in this defense. Um, I was going to say that as well. I would really like Kyle Hamilton here. Kyle Hamilton was also um, born in Atlanta. Kyle Hamilton is one of those guys that just kind of fell in the draft. Like I thought he was going to, he was floating around like pick three and four for a while. And or no, he was born. Kyle Hamilton was born in Greece. Scratch that. Yeah, that's not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. He went to high school in Atlanta, if I remember correctly. Double check. Um, yes, went to high school in Atlanta. So go, maybe going back to the roots, going back home. Um, I can see it. It's just he fell because of his – I think he was just pushed up too far up the board too quick. And, um, yeah. And it came out that his that his his testing wasn't very wasn't very good, and so I think teams were like, you know what, he actually doesn't have that much good tape. We're just gonna chill. So, but I think this could be a scenario where the Falcons could take him at eight, and that could be very interesting for their defense and for their secondary when you have AJ Terrell back there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So a little pencil him in there. Yeah, but we're taking uh, Kyle there. Kyle Hamilton at eight. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, moving to nine. So Seahawks at nine, still in search of a quarterback. They got Drew Locke. Um, not really sure where they plan on going right here. Yeah. No, I – there's been some, you know, Matt Corral-ish talks, and I don't – obviously it wouldn't go in the first round, but just because, you know – oh, well, Lane Kiffin and Pete Carroll used to be on the same staff. Maybe Lane Kiffin could talk Pete Carroll into taking Matt Corral. Like, okay, no. Um, It's very weird to talk about the Seahawks, like, in the draft, having not really really knowing where they're going to take the pick in – just in the wake of this Russell Wilson stuff and just kind of the decline of the Seahawks the last few years, it's very strange to be talking about them in this, uh, in this uh, capacity. But I, I don't, I'm not really sure here. Um, I feel like a cornerback would be a better option for them. Maybe get back to that, you know, that Legion of boom type stuff. But uh, I think pretty much any, any defensive talent, I think, I think that's the move here for them. Is any any defensive guy, you know, Trent McDuffie's still on the board. He went to Washington. Maybe Seattle just really likes that local kid, and they snag him over some of the other corners that are available. Um, so that could be an option. But I do think that it's it's got to be defense because I think that offense is going to be a work in progress. Uh, and maybe they maybe they get Matt Corral in the second round or trade back into the first for him um I don't think you're not you're not taking a quarterback here at nine no you're not um I don't really know it's it's tough because you know you're gonna have Jamison Williams on the board George Karloffis might be an option here um that's true um you know you got the receivers you got Tyler Linderbaum you got Devin Lloyd so it's like you, you, you got a lot of bases you can cover here. Um, they just did lose Bobby Wagner. And part of me feels yeah. like they could, part of me feels like Pete Carroll. Like uh, I feel like a Pete Carroll pick right here would be Devin Lloyd at nine, like taking a linebacker yeah, a little too early. Um, that just fits their, their defense. Um, I think he's going to be one of the only linebackers taken in the first round. So I could see that being a thing, but Trent McDuffie too. I feel like Trent McDuffie could be a snag. Um, or yeah. they could double up on the wide receiver front and go a Jamison Williams or a Drake London. Yeah, I will. I will say Matt Corral throwing to. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Garrett Wilson. DK Metcalf. Why? Oh my gosh, brain fart. That wait. That totally works. 
Why isn't anybody talking about that? They both went to Ole Miss. Who? Metcalf and Corral. Yeah, that could be that could be a solid option nobody, in the second. Nobody's they weren't there at the same time, but people love to make uh, connections. So why isn't <laughs> why isn't anybody talking about that? I feel like that could be maybe the second round pick for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, don't I, think, I don't think Corral's going to go in the first round. No, no, he's not. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd just say, uh, let's get crazy. Let's put Trent in there. Trent McDuffie. Yeah. Let's throw Trent in there. Yeah. I'm good with that. Um, you see in my screen right now. Yeah, I got it. Cool. Um, all right. Good stuff. So now jets on the clock here. Um, I think this is where they go receiver. Yep. Um, that makes the most sense. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like uh, Drake London though. I like Garrett Wilson here. Yeah, get that, get that high flying speed. Yeah, because um, that's that's what's weird. The first receiver off the board is never the one you think it's going to be. Yeah, but I could, I, I feel like that's why I feel like it's going to be James Jameson Williams because I've seen a lot of stuff saying Garrett Wilson's going to go as the first receiver. Okay, yeah, I, let's get crazy. Well, yeah, I like it. Let's get crazy because we got to think. We got to. We gotta account for some. We gotta account for some, some tomfoolery, yeah, fuckery, and stupidness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Jamison Williams ten to the Seahawks to the to the Jets. Sorry. Um, finally gives um, you know that top end speed to Zach Wilson. Maybe he starts launching yep. it deep next year, and that'd be solid. Yep. Uh, and the good thing about the Jets picking Jamison Williams is they're not they're not gonna have to rely on him to play right away. So if he needs some time to you know ease in after his injury that's fine because they have so they have other options they can they can rely on in the time being um so washington at 11 um are you thinking quarterback here or what's what do you think the move is no i think they're gonna play it out with wentz this year i don't i don't think quarterback is a fit here um i'd like to see washington and rivera's uh defense just keep adding dudes. I love Washington's defense. Um, and I think they could be a really good unit next year. But then again, we've got Charles Cross still on the board. So the, I mean, Washington doesn't necessarily need a tackle. So yeah, I don't maybe, think they, maybe, maybe at this point, you know, maybe the saints are calling um, to get this, to get this tackle. Um, I, we don't, we don't have to do any, I don't know if we want to do any trades here, but, um, how, how do you want to do this? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking here, um, with these next two picks, um, you know, I think you can go wide receiver, uh, for, for Washington. Um, okay. not sure. I think you can go Karloftis, uh, to the Vikings at 12. And then I think cross can go at 13 for the Texans. I feel like that's a, I feel like the Texans walking out with two, um, two players on the line, offense and defense kind of hitting, hitting it both, I think would be solid for them. Yeah. All right, let's do that. So Washington is taking Garrett Wilson. Uh, yep. That would be my guy right. there. Okay. Carlaftis. Uh, I like, I like Carlaftis to Minnesota. Yep. Fits the mold, and then, and then Charles Cross to uh, the Texans at thirteen, which I think would be a home run draft for the I, Texans. I think that would be a fantastic, uh, fantastic pick there. Yep. So now uh, we got the uh, we got the Ravens at fourteen. A um, bunch of different ways they can go here. Seen a lot of mocks with Jordan Davis going um, fourteen there to kind of be that run stuffing player for them. Yeah. Um, but where do you think where do you think they go here? I feel like Tyler Lindenbaum has been closely associated with the Ravens, and I feel like that's a pretty solid pick for them. Um, obviously, I think Lamar's contract situation is still up in the air, and I think perhaps showing that they're invested in him, also and also not necessarily investing in him, but you know just. Reinforcing that line, I think, would be a good pick um, for the Ravens here. So I, I'd say, I'd say uh, Tyler Lindenbaum here. Yeah, I could see that and as they, well. And they just lost Bradley Bozeman. Um, yep. They so could, I they think could it, use that that type of player on the offensive line, especially with the amount that they rush the ball. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's pencil it in. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum to the um, to the Ravens at fourteen. Bolsters their offensive line. I do. I do like uh, Jordan Davis there too. Yeah. Um, so next we got uh, the Eagles. The Eagles are in a strange situation. Same with the Saints, where they have you know two picks within three picks, um, and uh, they got some holes to fill as well. So what do you, what do you think they're doing here at fifteen? I could see them. I'd get that, get that, get that receiver. Yeah. So I feel like here's when you go, maybe, uh, maybe Drake London. Um, let's take Chris, let's take Chris Olave. Maybe they just really like Chris Olave. Yeah. I mean, Chris Olave and Devontae Smith, you'd have two very shifty, slippery receivers, uh, that can play on the outside. So, yeah, that would be solid. Um, next we got the Saints here. Um, Saints, Saints are also really Saints are also looking for a receiver too, right? So I think they could also yeah. I think we could see back to back receivers in this situation. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yep. All right. So Drake grab, London here. Yep. Let's grab Drake London. He, in yep. in this scenario, Drake fell quite a bit, so I I think the Saints would be happy to get him at 16. Yeah, I pair him with Michael Thomas, and uh, you got two big body possession receivers. That would be yeah. very solid. Um, so here we are at 17, the Jordan Davis pick. I feel like it's got to be. It's got to be, right? Undecided. Mm-hmm. So Char- Chargers take Jordan Davis at 17. Makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, he's the pick there. Um, and then back to the Eagles at 18. So um, I think this is where uh, this, Devin Lloyd can a, come in. And this is why I think the draft, this draft is going to be one of the most watchable drafts because of the strangeness that's going to happen at the top, but between these 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, between the saints and the Eagles and the chargers in between, and maybe the saints move up, maybe the Eagles move up or somebody swaps because those would be where the draft assets are. And if somebody's looking to move up tomorrow, that's where it's going to happen. And like, that just makes the middle of the draft so intriguing. Right. Um, so I'm thinking Devin Lloyd here. I feel like that would be ideal for for the Eagles. They need linebackers, yeah. um, and I think he would be an A plus pick. I could even see the Eagles taking him at 15. Yeah, I think this that's that's a great pick here. Awesome. I think um, I think Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean are just I'm I would be very happy to have either of those players on my team. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So next, back to the Saints. Um, Saints did just recently lose uh, Teron Armstead to uh, the Dolphins. They could be looking for a new tackle. And um, on the board right now is the guy from Central Michigan uh, from our alma mater. So um, do you think that's a pencil in as well? Yes. Um, If the Saints don't move up, yes. I feel like the Saints are going to move up tomorrow. I could could see it as well. Thing is but they're in, move up in the, yeah, in this, I think they're going to move up. If in our in our scenario, if Charles Cross falls that far, I think the Saints are absolutely going to move up. Okay. Um, but in this case, we're not smart enough to think trades through, so the Saints would be happy to get a tackle here at nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. All right, now twenty to the Steelers. Um, I think this might be where Malik Willis slots. Yes. Um, I would love, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the Steelers take Kenny Pickett here, but I do, I agree that, uh, I, I agree that, um, Malik is probably the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just, it seems like it's destined to happen. If, if Malik is there at 20, I don't think the Steelers are going to pass. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they don't have to trade up for him, then I I'm agree. Them. Yep. Yeah. Malik Willis to the Steelers at 20. Um, that would give them more capital to do some more stuff in the AFC North because right now um, they're looking like the clear-cut fourth-best team in that conference. Yeah. So moving on to uh, the Patriots at 21. Um, so a lot of people really like uh, Devin Lloyd to the Patriots here. Um they could do a lot of different things. They need wide receivers, but in this scenario, like all the guys that you would probably take um, 
in the first round. The first round type receivers, the Traylon, elite receivers. Traylon Burks is still out there. Burks is still out there. Sky Moore is an option. George Pickens is also an option. Um, so do you think they go wide receiver? They kind of need to, 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 you know, boost that. So this um, is, so if the draft were to play out like this, this is what, this is why I think the first round is going to have a lot of receivers is because if a lot of teams take them, it's going to force other teams hands to be like, well, shoot, like there's other, there's other wide receiver needy teams drafting ahead of us. There's a bunch behind us. We better just grab one. Yep. And I mean, you look at you look at the Packers picking at twenty two, and they're looking for a receiver too. Oh yeah, you know absolutely the Packers are going to be probably taking a receiver there, unless they're just trying to get Rodgers to move out. So, uh, I'm comfortable with putting Traylon Burks here. But then again, like you know, the Patriots have been closely associated with. I feel like at one point, either both of these receivers, um, Nicobe Dean and uh, Devin Lloyd, so. Do they does that does does Bill Belichick just be like nope we're not interested in these? I feel, like, I feel like knowing Bill Belichick in this situation, I feel like he would go with the linebacker. Yeah, and they also haven't had that much success with drafting receivers, receivers in the first round. So I I feel like in this case, the Pats are actually going to go against. Let's just yeah, let's just. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that makes sense. Nicobe Dean, 21, gives that gives that superstar talent. Uh, Break my heart as a Lions fan, but yeah. fine. Okay, now now we're getting. You know, now we're at the Packers. Packers at 22. They need receivers. Um, who yeah. of these guys left is is who they go for? So Sky Moore, uh, George Pickens, uh, Traylon Burks. Um, where do you think they they land? You also got Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert. Um, those are a couple other good names. I'd say uh, I think Traylon Burks would be the best pick here. Yep, I yeah. agree with that. Let's pencil it in. Yeah, it's not again not sexy, but I, this. But I think this will happen. Is just a run on receivers in the first round. I think we could be looking at a record amount of receivers <laughs> in the first round tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So now going to the Cardinals. Cardinals need some offensive line help. Uh, Kyler Murray's been kind of running for his life recently, and um, there's a couple guards available, Zion Johnson as well as uh, Kenyon Green. Um, do you think they go offensive line here, or do you think yes. they go yeah. defense? Yeah, I, th- I you know, think. Devontae Wyatt is still on the board, and they do need interior defense help. Okay. Um, I kind of I like the line play here. Devontae uh, Wyatt. No, that, or... that, was, that was very clear. Sorry. I like the uh, offensive line play here uh, over the defensive line. Yeah. Um, Zion Johnson seems seems to be the best guard in this draft, best yeah. clear-cut guard. So I think he could yeah. slot right in here. Yeah. And I think at the next pick, the Cowboys should probably take a offensive lineman as well with uh, obviously Lyle Collins not being there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they could go a couple different routes here. So – Tyler Smith, uh, tackle from Tulsa, could be an option, as well as uh, Trevor Penning, the tackle from Northern Iowa, um, and um, Kenyon Green, the offensive guard from. I'd say, uh, I'd say Kenyon Green there. Okay. Keep him in state, A and M kid. All right, let's, let's slot it in. Back to back guards going from twenty three to twenty four, uh, twenty five. The Bills. So um, I think Devontae Wyatt is just a slam dunk pick right here. Hmm. Um, or convince me otherwise. Kind of. I can I'm kind of interested in a cornerback here. I kind of like a cornerback here. I know Andrew, I, an Andrew Booth or Kier Elam. Uh, man. Jalen Petrie. Let's take Booth here. I just. Yeah. I. I, I I like what I think. Uh, yes, Devontae Wyatt's still on the board, but I really like how the Bills have built up the depth on their defensive line in the last few years. Um, this the the Titans, I think, is would be a good fit for the uh, 
for Devon for Devontae Wyatt. Um, then again, man, the Titans are just so strange. Um, yeah, I feel like Devontae Wyatt could be perfect for the Titans. Match yeah. pair pair him up with Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive yep. line. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Perfect pick there for them. Um, that's a faller. I feel like between Devontae Wyatt and uh, Jordan Davis, one of those guys is going to slip a little bit, and uh, yeah. somebody's going to going to pick him up later. Um, yeah. So twenty seven, we got the we got the Bucks here. Um, where do you think they go? They got a couple different options here. Do you think they grab a weapon for um, for Brady? Man. I feel like they have reinforced their offensive line. It was kind of looking questionable there, but now Brady's back and they've got they've made some moves. So I feel like the the line the line is fine. Uh I think Jermaine Johnson would be a great pick here. Um yeah. He he would he's falling in this draft, so I think that's a that's a fantastic pick. Um stays in state. Yep. Um, so I, I'd say that would be a good pick. Um, and the, we got Green Bay up next. We got a lot of fallers in this draft, and I feel like you have to, if you're doing these these mocks, you have to account for that. And I feel like no mock drafts account for like, okay, this guy's gonna fall. We don't know why, but just it happens. Sometimes. So I I think here I think the I think the Packers could could very easily double up on wide receivers in this scenario. Um, but I'm curious to see what you what you think because there's also some some solid tackles available right now as well, and they could help their offensive line. Um, I also think a cornerback wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, we can't be too nice to the Packers here. Um, I like the tackle pick. Uh, take uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. I think it would be a good pick for them here. Yeah. Um, this next pick with the Chiefs, they – should be looking at drafting a uh, a receiver, and yeah. I was re- I'm really hoping that Pickens is around for the Lions at pick 34, but I think this is where he could go. I is there, but is there another like Sky Penny? Moore? Sky Moore is your other one. I don't I don't feel like he'd be a good fit. Jahan Dotson, I feel like is more of a fit for Kansas city in this situation, to be yeah. honest. I so agree. I, I guess tough for them to pass up Pickens. Um, yeah. But Dotson's got that prototypical chiefs written all over him. Yep. Yep. Let's and then the chiefs are picking again next cornerback. I feel like they um, go cornerback. Absolutely. Or safe. Honestly, what about Lewis seen here? Um, he's a safe, he's a safety. Um, I feel like that could be a good pick for the chiefs. Um, even though they have more needs at cornerback Tyron Matthew, we're not sure what's going to happen to him. Um, yeah, they brought in Justin Reed, uh, safety from the Texans who has been pretty okay, but I feel like Lewis scene could be cool. I feel like Jalen Petrie could also be a great pick for them as well yeah. because it gives them that versatility where he can play kind of all over the field. Um, and it feels like Petrie's been rising. I, I'm I'm cool. With, I'm cool with Petrie there. Okay, let's slide it in. Bengals at 31. Um, You're up. I'm up. Yeah. Um, I think I think with how the draft has panned out so far, their options that they really like are the three offensive linemen between Zion Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, and um, uh, Tyler Linderbaum. And I think with those guys off the board, they're going to be looking for uh, cornerback play. So I think right here they're going to go with a K or Elam. Um, I don't really see any other cornerbacks other than Kyler Gordon or Roger McCreary, but I feel like with Kyir Elam here, I think they take them. Yep. I like that. Awesome. And then the lions to cap it off at 32, where are they going? Yeah, man. So I think this is the pick that is going to signal the direction that the Lions believe their rebuild is heading. I would really uh, well, well, here's the question here. It's not a quarterback friendly draft. 
but you have this extra pick. Not a lot of quarterbacks are expected to go in the first round. Is is like would you if it was the Bengals and in this situation, do you think just grabbing a quarterback here is a good is a good is a good pick? I think the Lions are going to be in the market for a quarterback next year, and that they even though it's a good value pick at thirty two, they shouldn't waste one on a corner here or at a quarterback here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like George Pickens here. I love George Pickens. If the Lions, please, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. If the Lions can get George Pickens, I would love that. I think that he is going to come out as one of the best receivers in this draft. He's again off the radar because of his injury. I would love for them to grab grab Pickens here, and they pick again at 34. So it's not like you know a yeah. lot of things could change. I mean, you don't have to grab. Obviously, you made the, the point about the fifth-year option with a quarterback here. So, let's say let's let's be nice here. Let's say quarterback here at thirty-two, just to have that. I mean, uh, but then here again, I go, okay, well, Green Bay drafted a quarterback. Like maybe it's maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm I'm to the point where drafting a quarterback is fine. At 32. I, I think it's okay. I think you could draft a quarterback at 32 and turn around and take a wide receiver, whether it's Sky yeah. Moore or, yeah. you know, any of the other ones. So who is your pick for quarterbacks at, at 32? Yeah. Let's, let's say, uh, what are you let, thinking? I, honestly, let's get Sam Howell in there. Sam Howell. There it is. All right. And that'll cap off our draft. So let's do the um so let's do this again with quarterback needy teams and talk ourselves into a bunch of quarterbacks getting taken in the first round. All right, let's do it. I do I do like this. Yeah, the simulator. Yep. No, I I just I just like how we're talking or like I I feel like you've got to account for this, uh, these fallers and risers. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yeah. So, so let's say if, if, if people are looking for quarterbacks here, I think the first domino, hear me out here. The first domino for quarterback could be the Giants. I could even but say Why not? Why not? The, why the not? Texans. The Texans, okay. I could, I, I, I think the Texans have so much to rebuild. But I think, okay, like you said, the Giants have a new coach. He could look at that roster and be like, you know, we're not that far away if we had the right guy. Yeah. And we're no, there in this era, we are no strangers to, you know, teams grabbing quarterback. Let's do it then. So, but like, like we, we saw it with, uh, you know, Arizona when Kingsbury came in there, like, let, let's, let's, let's get crazy. Let's say, do you think Malik Willis would be the pick here? I feel like Malik Willis has to be the first one here. For the Texans or for the Giants? For the Giants. Okay. So let's keep things the same as we had them. Um, so we had Thibodeau going three. We had Sauce going four. Is that correct? Yep, Sauce going four. So then you go Malik Willis here? I'm saying Malik Willis at five. Yep. All right, let's do it. And then if that were to happen, maybe the Panthers get crazy and they take Kenny Pickett next because they freak out. Oh, my gosh. We weren't expecting. So we we got Pickett and Willis off the board right away. And Giants still take. Stanley would be fantastic, or or the no, you gotta get a, you gotta get a tackle there, yeah. Evan Neal, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. If Evan Neal's still on the board, grab him. And then, the, and then here, you could talk yourself into the Falcons taking a quarterback at eight. Yeah, but who would it be? I feel like those Willis and Pickett are the Ritter. only two. Yeah. Yeah, let's get. Yeah, okay. He's already, he's already in black and red. Yep. All right. We got three quarterbacks in the top ten. I'm loving it. Boom, loving another it. one. Another one. Seahawks. They need a quarterback. 
Yeah. Who's available? Sam Howell. Matt Matt Corral. We got to do it. Send him, send him, Matt send Corral him throwing miss Ole Miss to Ole Miss. Yep. And then after this, I feel like there'll be a lull. But then here, here are the Seahawks. I mean the the Jets. I keep saying the Seahawks here. Jets have so many options. Stingley's still there. Could you imagine this scenario playing out and the Jets also drafting Derek Stingley with Sauce? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They just run it up. They just that run it be, up and, and double up and just fucking we're gonna have the best cornerback room in the in the country for the next how, five years. How likely do you think this scenario would be if I think it's probably more likely than what we thought this realistic version is? Yeah, yeah. I I I like this a lot, actually. I think Matt Corral at nine is like, whoa, 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 no, but teams don't behave rationally with quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, and then so I think Derek Stingley here. Yep. Wham. There's just like just Jets back, are, backfield is the Jets. The Jets in this scenario would turn saying. into the they Jets, would turn into the Chiefs of the defense. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The Jets, I think, are going to be winners tomorrow, no matter what happens. And if other teams act stupid, they're going to be even bigger winners. So Washington, whatever, no quarterback there because they're they love Carson Wentz. Um, Jameson Williams. Yep, I like that. So, do we do it? Pretty much. Let, let's okay. So let's let's look at the quarterbacks that we still have on the board here. We've got Sam Howell, who basically I think is the only quarterback here that you could talk yourself into being in the first round. Maybe Carson Strong. So, what if we? I, I think. 12 is too high for Howell. And I don't Hold really on, let's like... get a little let's get a little weird. We get a, we get a trade. Yeah, you know what? Let's the Pittsburgh is gonna let's get Pittsburgh to trade what up. The Saints. What about the Saints? Yeah, yeah. Let's get the Saints to trade up with uh actually let's no, let's let the Vikings pick. Let's let the Saints trade with the Texans. Because the okay. Texans have want want picks. The Vikings are happy to get another offensive linemen to back up to protect their their captain Kirk. Yeah, they're looking at Iki Aquanu and they're like, we're going to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. You get Iki at 12. So let's let's get the Saints on the phone with the Texans here. Does the Saints give their 16th pick to jump? To- and, and they take the 13th pick. And they also give um, – their second round pick and a yeah. a next year fifth. And they're not jumping anybody in this scenario per se, but they're making sure that Pittsburgh doesn't. All right. It's done. All right. So now they now they howl. Yep. Now they get Sam Howell in the black. Yep. Now we've now it's pretty much like whatever you want. Now, this, I mean, now the, the now the now the Ravens are looking at Kyle Hamilton like, okay, yeah. And now, now at eight at fifteen, we're gonna have that run on receivers again. Yep, Drake and then, London. And then in this scenario oh, again, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson yeah. goes. In this scenario again, we got the Texans oh, with Charles, Charles Cross. Cross. And then, okay, here I think Trent McDuffie. At 17 to the Chargers, it will be just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but they got they got JC Jackson. Are they are they really willing but to they work? don't have anything on the other side? That's true. Okay. All right. And they just revamped their defense, so that would cap it off. Are we gonna are we gonna give Devin Lloyd to the Eagles again? We are. I think that makes yeah. too much sense. Yep. All right. Saints. Saints still here. Um back again. I think they go receiver. I think they go with Drake London again. Yep. I, I would say, though, if they did trade with the Texans, they would package that pick. 19 would probably be the Texans in this scenario. But mm-hmm. I could really see at 20 for the Steelers taking Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. Just because they do, they need offensive line help, especially in the middle. <clears throat> He's a nasty player. He's already in that, that's, <clears throat> that yellow and black. What about Chris Olave? Why not? 
Chris Olave too. Yep. Chris Olave looks so sweet in Steelers colors. And then, um, and then boom, back to the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I'd say get if Linderbaum's still on the on the board, grab him. <laughs> And then Packers will get a receiver wherever they want. Probably going to be our boy, Burks. Um, Cardinals, tackle. Cowboys. What about uh, the Cowboys drafted uh, Parsons last year, right? Parsons doesn't play middle linebacker for them. So Kobe right. Dean would be uh, send the Kobe Dean to Dallas. Bills, Jordan Davis. Why not? Let's do it. We'll go we'll go There's against what we did. Well, we, go against what we did last last time. Okay, George Karloftis. If he were to fall the twenty six to the Titans, perfect money. And then Devontae Wyatt. Uh, yeah. This is making more sense now that we've absolutely jacked up the beginning of the draft. Mm-hmm. Zion Johnson. Uh, for the Packers, I think would make a lot of sense. Offensive line help. Um, let's go, George Pickens. George, here. Yeah, let's, so Kansas City will take Pickens. And, with and then let's go, pick. Jermaine Johnson. Oh yeah, if Jermaine's still on the board, awesome. And then uh, Bengals. Booth. Yep, Andrew Booth still available. And then the Lions actually. Uh, let's let's see here. So the so the Lions in this scenario didn't take a quarterback, which I'm fine with. Let's uh, yeah, let's take let's take Jahan Dotson because we'll still need a receiver in the room. So, all right, I really like this this quarterback content in the top ten. I really like this. So, I want to talk about our pick six. Do you have some results? Do you have the original? I think I'm looking, and I think I have our original. Uh, the oldest I have is 10, 13, 21. Okay. Do you have that pulled up? Ten, yeah, 10, 13. Yeah. That's not our original, but it's it's the oldest I got. Okay. So I'm looking at the draft rankings that we have, and this was even before we started doing the pick six. Our first draft rankings, we had – Spencer Rattler at one. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. We have Sam Howell at two. We have Keaton Slovis at three. Matt Corral at four. Desmond Ritter, five. JT Daniels, six. So this is this is clearly a even before the season got started mm-hmm. rankings. Um, yep. Carson Strong is at eight. Malik Willis is at 11. Um Wow. So let me let me go through. So let me let me give you the uh the 1013. So mid season kind of. Um little little before mid about week five, week six. Um Matt Corral one, Malik Willis two, Desmond Ritter three, Spencer Rattler four, Sam Howell five. Okay. Carson Strong six. Okay. So that that one that one's solid. Um yeah. You go to 12-1, and um, let's see here. 12-1, so early December, we got Matt Corral 1, Carson Strong 2, Kenny Pickett 3, Sam Howell 4, Bailey Zappi 5, and Desmond Ritter 6. Yeah. We were, we were big on the, on the Corral train. Yeah, and I like maybe, maybe tomorrow – is the reminder and that somebody goes and gets him it. So it, I think this would be a perfect draft for a team that's into a quarterback to just shut their mouth and just let them fall because no. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly, I really like Malik Willis in, uh, in a Giants in New York. Yeah. Oh man, that would that would be that would be good. And players yeah. just look so good in the Giants uniforms. Yeah, yeah. So, well, maybe if we're lucky, we'll go one for thirty-two tomorrow. Um, 
I am so excited for mock draft season to be over. I am so excited to watch the actual thing. There's yeah. going to be surprises tomorrow. We will be watching the draft together. Um, this has been this has been so fun to you know talk about the draft from a bunch of different angles, especially the quarterback position. Um, we'll see how our pick six does, and you know once once these guys get on their teams, it's going to be even more exciting once we once we know where they're going to be and who they're going to be surrounded with. Um, it's going yeah. to be great. Imagine looking back to uh, looking back on our original pick six in like six years and just seeing seeing where everybody's at. Well, at that point, if it if it's good, we'll be working in the front office of some NFL team somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, for real, <laughs> it'd be yeah. our claim to fame. Yeah. yeah. So that's really all I have. I'm hoping that the Lions don't botch this. Um, and I think I'll probably give my I, – I, I never really gave a full Lions draft preview. And honestly, like, I'm just interested to see what direction they go. And then I want to kind of give my take after the fact once they fill the draft board. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pumped for tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited. I, th- I think it's fun. Uh, it's my first time watching the Bengals draft in the 30s. Um hasn't happened in nice, forever. Dude. <laughs> so I'm excited. I think I'm going to get a little too antsy waiting for the Bengals to pick. And I'm going to really like a player that's there at like 28. That'll totally get drafted at 30. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be sad, but it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And uh, I think we got a really good draft in store. Um, and I think we're going to have a ton of content to talk about for the next couple of weeks. Also big reminder, uh, the NFL schedule is going to come out in i think two weeks um not not this coming tuesday but the following so um that's going to be awesome awesome so that's all i got as well that's all i got welcome to official draft season uh buckle up yep all right we'll catch you guys later